Welcome to the Kazovic Show, presented by Slam Media, hosted by Slam Media. It is, damn, what, what day is today? It is Friday, June 21st, 2019, the day after the NBA draft. And I know this is the Kazovic Show, but we are w- without one half of the show. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, was, you know, it's New York City. It's the NBA draft, so we get it. It's been a wild, pretty night. But we got a great... Replacement, my man Arv here of Slam Media Yo. is in the building, and uh, we didn't want to go a whole week without giving y'all a new episode, especially after such an eventful NBA draft, man. Like Crazy. Inside the league, outside the league, we got battle raps, we got... <laughs> we got battle raps, we multiple got, tracks. We got, <laughs> we got wrong hats on the wrong players, we got draft day trades. Where do we start, man? Where do we start? Let's start with the thing that matters the most of the whole night, which is Zion Williamson. Yeah, man. Zion Williamson. Absolutely. Not just Zion Williamson, but but David Griffin, who, my gosh. I mean, he was out the league for a couple years, and Dwayne Wade sent out a tweet that morning. He was like, yo, uh, Griffin is back in his bag. He shouldn't have never been out the league. And the way he's managed to flip Anthony Davis to – let me me get the exact – notes. Let me get the exact – Hall that this man has gotten for Anthony Davis so far. So he's managed to turn Lonzo, Anthony Davis into Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number eight pick in, in this year's draft, the number 17th pick, the number 35 pick, LA's 21st pick if it goes in the top eight, LA's 2022nd pick, 2022 pick if it's not in the draft, and LA swapping 2023 and LA's first either in 24 – my God, sorry about that. I'm still hungover. First in either 24, 2024 or 2025. Guys, I don't even know how to really equate how he's managed to flip these many pieces. But it don't really matter because he's got the number one pick, the generational Zion. talent. The, uh, the day he steps on to the Smoothie King Center floor, it's going to be his franchise to run and his house – and, you know, obviously the Pelicans with the no-brainer pick to choose Zion Williamson. What do you think about that, man? I think you couldn't have asked for more if you're David Griffin. Of course. You, this is a, you know, it's not, this isn't a hot take or anything, but <laughs> this is the biggest haul that any team has ever received for, for one player. For one player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and David Griffin has done a, I mean, when you're able to do this, like, we're going to take one pick yeah. that's in the top ten and flip it for another top 10 pick and virtually another lottery pick uh, uh, in that eight and, ten, uh, 8 and 17. Is that what the numbers were? Uh, eight and it was the 8th pick and the 17th pick, yeah. Those, you just can't ask for more. You can't ask for – if you're a New Orleans fan, if you're a Pelicans fan, mm-hmm. you got this young core. You have an exciting team. Yeah. I just can't even imagine what – like how – if I was seven years old and being a Pelicans fan, <laughs> I would be – just ecstatic! Yo, I'll be so hyped for this. You team. get to wake up. I mean, you get to you get to live in a world where you got probably the most popular NBA player in the world who hasn't even stepped on the NBA court. Yet. Yeah, he hasn't even played. <laughs> you know, he hasn't played a single game yet. But he is absolutely one of the most coveted uh, picks uh, players in the last what fifteen years, twenty years. I'm gonna say since. KD or Bron. Since KD, Bron. Since maybe Anthony Davis. But maybe AD, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, 
like I said, you know, he's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy pickup for one player, and they did the right thing, obviously. But we got to talk about, you know, uh, Zion's uh-oh, fit, bro. Uh-oh, Zion. uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, the right. man Zion was out here with the taco meat showing, with the open shirt. <laughs> I ain't even mad at it, but I was like, yo, that is the co- – you could do, you could pull that off, and you're that confident in being the number one pick, right? I, I will say, I saw someone tweet this, and I have to give major props. They said it looks like Zion is already ready for Essence Fest <laughs> with the all white, and I can't even lie, that is probably the best. That is like the only way to salvage Zion's fit. That's in the my only opinion. way I can describe that fit, man. And and I and mind you, if you hear me like stumbling and stalling, it's because I'm trying to find exactly who the Hornets picked. I mean the Hornets, who the Pelicans picked, because there were so many draft day trades that people were getting drafted wearing hats that couldn't necessarily be uh, named official draft picks until the trades were completed. So people were walking around with Hawks hats that weren't going to the Hawks, wearing Lakers hats that were definitely going to the Pelicans. It was the most confusing and uh, just the, the, the weirdest situation I can remember in the NBA draft Honestly, I was texting with some of my some of my colleagues are at the game uh, at the draft, and they're like, "Oh, this person's going to this team." I'm like, actually, <laughs> uh, this isn't this isn't this isn't what's going down. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, there's there's a whole lot of stories, um, you know, falling out of the draft, and you know, obviously, let's go to the second pick with John Morant. That the first three, obviously, is Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. Clear cut, no surprises there. Everybody knew where those guys were going. And, uh, you know, with the moves that the Memphis Grizzlies have made in the past couple of weeks, getting rid of Mike Conley, bringing in Grayson Allen, bringing in uh, Kyle Korver, a couple of other guys to kind of surround John Morant with, uh, what do you think the, the Grizzlies are looking like right now after uh, so, uh, that haul of, of picks that they got? I think that they're, they're just trying to rebuild. Yeah. It's simple as that. They got a good kid in Ja. We uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him in the, during the Slam Draft Suite. Oh, we're gonna get to that too, by the way. We yeah, talk all he's a uh, he's a good kid. He's got his head on straight. He's been working hard. Good family. Mm-hmm. Good support system. He's he's just gonna be one of those guys that it's gonna be not like grit and grind kind of level, but it'll be that same kind of love. Yeah, I think. Like, I I really I mean he's a, he's a he's a dog. He's a dog, man. Like, and I love his story. I mean, if Memphis is, you know, grind city and all that, like his story about having to being like the last pick and going to an auxiliary gym to try and get a scholarship from a school and then Murray State went and got him and they turned that into being number two overall pick. I think it seems like Memphis could really embrace a, a kid like that and a story like that. I really believe they will. I think he, he just fits. He yeah. just fits that city's like entire just like – emblem or whatever like just like their whole their whole vibe yeah and if you're uh if you're trying to move on from a you know the franchise point guard in mike conley you could do a lot worse than one of the most exciting point guards to come to the league and john moran i finally got the new orleans pelicans pick so we'll we'll go through (laughs) all that obviously number one zion williamson at number eight jackson hayes for um the university of texas an extremely athletic uh big man out of uh the lone star state and Nikolai Alexander-Walker out of Virginia Tech. Who, it's actually Nikhil. Nikhil, Nikhil. my fault. My fault. I'm, I'm nah, fucking I'm up his name. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's also the cousin of Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, he's a you know, guard forward, a little bigger, plays for Virginia Tech. Uh, what do you think of those picks, man? I really like, I really like Jackson Hayes. You know, if you're rolling with the young 
nucleus. And uh, I know they were trying to get a stretch five, but, you know, if you can't get a stretch five, just go uber athletic with Zion and Jackson Hayes as your front court, you know? They got a crazy, potentially a really young, good defensive nucleus type team. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, I just feel like if I were 19 years old and I was on the New Orleans Pelicans and I got all these other guys that are on my team Uh that are around the same age as me. Yeah. Like it's just gonna be fun. It's gonna like, be, it's fun, gonna be but fun, but I don't know. That could be that could be a trick. That could be tricky though. That could be tricky, especially in in, in, a, in a city like New Orleans, when you got <laughs> a lot of young kids walking around Bourbon Street. You know what I mean? Like that could be a recipe for disaster, or it could be a, a recipe for greatness, man. Like who would be? Zoe's the vet. So that's what I'm saying. Like Zoe's Lonzo Ball is like, gonna be the vet. So <laughs> you know, and I have nothing but faith in, in Lonzo. So yeah. Lonzo will. Lonzo will lead them straight. Do you think they think they hold on to Drew Holiday or they try to flip him too? I think Drew shout out to Drew Holiday. Uh-huh. I think he I don't think he will be playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think you can get some good pieces for him though. I think that's a guy yeah. that's a guy that a lot of good teams could use. And uh, you know, David Griffin's already shown he's not scared to, you know, flip some cards around and make something work. So Honestly, I could see people have said crazy things like Drew to I've heard someone say, what if Drew went back to Philly, mm. which would be very interesting. That'd be very interesting, especially you got Ben Simmons. What does that say about, you know, your point guard situation over there? If, uh, uh, Drew's like a little off guard kind of thing. I think yeah. that's where he might thrive most. So it's almost like let Ben play point. Yeah. But I don't I just don't think Drew will be there. I think and I'm sure Drew might not like, you know. I don't know if I'm Drew Holiday. I really want to be in New Orleans right now. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, if I'm a guy who's been an All Star, who's been a veteran, who's played in big games and had big moments. As excited as I am for Zion and and Jackson and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, do you want to be there for a rebuild? And if you do stay there, do you have time to even be like, all right, yeah, like let's 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 see where this goes like no i think i want to go and play for a contender like right away i don't know if i want to be there for the growing pains what do you think no he doesn't want, no. you don't want to be there <laughs> two seasons ago this is a man that with with ad with rondo they went through and swept the blazers yeah they, they were they, they were, gave the warriors some some tough gave the warriors a you know little I mean? bit and i he i think he, when you go through that you get a taste of what playoff basketball is yeah and look for all I know, the Pelicans could be they just gel yeah. and are amazing. <laughs> but that's just not that's just not how this works. Like, yeah, you know, I mean like, there's too many brand new pieces for somebody to just go in and just make it work right away. If it does work, more power to him. I mean, I yeah. love Alvin Gentry. I think he's a guy who could uh you know, he he plays at a fast pace. He's kind of one of the architects of that run and gun Warriors offense from, you know, the, the fun one that we loved in 2015 and 2016. <laughs> 2015. Exactly. So, I mean, if you got Lonzo, you got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, you got a lot of fun pieces that you can play with. Josh Hart, who's a sniper. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun things over there. So, New Orleans, you know, you lost Anthony Davis. But, I mean, if you're going to lose a star player, like David Griffin just showed the blueprint of what you could do. If uh, you know your your player doesn't want to be there and you get the most out of it. So shout out to him. Uh, he probably did more for himself in the past two weeks. Than I, think, I think we need to get into your team right now, man. Yo, you I know think, I was getting I know there. you're ready. You know, honestly, I, was, I, was, I was waiting a little honestly, long time. Honestly, last night, as soon as I saw him, he's got that big smile. Yo, he is ready. Maple Talk about Mamba Maple Mamba. Season is in the garden. My man, Big Apple Barrett. RJ, 
is back in the city, man. His mom's from Brooklyn. His grandfather was a big Knicks fan. And this is one of the rare times where the Knicks couldn't fuck this up. Even as much as as much as like your my my past uh, Knicks trauma, fully <laughs> expected them to fuck this up and be like you know then you start you start hearing the rumors. Oh, I was about uh, to ask, how know. nervous were you when you hear about the so, Darius Garland training train uh, workout this and then yesterday morning, yeah. Kobe White workout. All right, so here's here's my two theories. I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat. Here's right, my two theories see, on that, right? See. GM Kaz, Darius Garland, right? Who's he represented by? Clutch Sports, Clutch Rich Sports. Paul, there shout you, out. There you go. Represented by Clutch Sports. Didn't really see much of him in college because he got injured, right? I think, you know, he's a Fisdale guy. Fisdale's got those connections with Clutch Sports. Maybe he did him a solid. Maybe he's like, this guy's projected to go to Cleveland. He doesn't want to drop out of the top five. Rich Paul and Clutch Sports have a, still wow. have a lot of, you know, they still a have a demand, lot of. A little demand play. Exactly. So, you know, you you, you juice up the, the, the stock a little bit, and then, you know, you got them thinking, oh, this guy's like a top three talent, a top uh, no, uh, a top two talent. And, uh, you know, you got to go to Cleveland, and uh, the Cavaliers are excited, and you got Rich Paul back in the building and calling shots over there, and maybe Fisdale does him a solid. My second theory <laughs> is – the Knicks franchise is in such good hands <laughs> that they're well aware of the troll. Like, oh, wow. They are so aware of the troll. Like They know that they believe that, okay, the Knicks are going to fuck this up. They're going to take somebody they don't like. And they kind of soften the blow of the Knicks not getting wow. Zion Williamson. Do, so you really, like, do you really believe that? I really believe. I really believe they set up RJ Barrett for success to be the first draft pick in years to be fully cheered. Fully cheered as soon as his name was called. Like everybody had like the cautious optimism about him going to the Knicks, and you know he's everybody says a three player draft, and anybody who's followed prep basketball and college basketball the past couple years has has known the name of RJ Barrett. Correct. Since he was a freshman in high school, so um, you know it's the rare time that the Knicks wanted the guy. The Knicks knew of the guy. Everybody knows the guy, and they actually got the guy. So, I mean, I think that they did. I, I almost think they were doing RJ a solid and being like, you know, we're going to do our due diligence. And just so it's not like a Giannis situation or a Kawhi situation where, like, these guys were available. And oh, God yeah. forbid, you know what I mean? Like, Darius Garland or Kobe White turns out to be, like, the next fucking Kobe and he didn't work him out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. At least you got that picture of him in the Knicks workout shirt, kind of like, yeah, with Steph Curry. Kinda yeah. Had him, yeah. <laughs> but all those guys, just so you know, just so it's like, okay, the front office did their due diligence, and everybody knew R.J. Barrett was the pick here, but at least they saw this guy and worked him out. And who knows, man? They still might be in the play for a couple of, uh, couple of other offseason moves. Maybe they still like a couple of these guys down the road. You know, you, you hear so many stories about, like, you know, uh, when these guys' rookie contracts are up and they're like, oh, we worked them out in the, in the draft uh, process and they really like them. And, you know, if R.J. Barrett wasn't there, who knows? You know, right. so I love what the Knicks – I love the Knicks move. I love R.J. Barrett. I think he's a great, great, great young talent. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he's a guy that, you know, if you swing and miss on Kawhi and KD and Kyrie and all those guys – R.J. Barrett is a nice young piece to build with your other nice young pieces and to build through, build around build for the around, next couple I of think. years, you know? So you could do much worse than that. If you would have told me last year before the Zion train exploded that, hey, the Knicks are going to get R.J. Barrett, 
I'm pretty sure we'd all be excited, and we're all still excited. So happy I'm about a, that. I'm a big fan of R.J. Barrett. I think his game is going to be heralded in the Garden. Yeah, the fans are going to be very appreciative of his like. He, you know, he had a little tendency to be like kind of a volume mm-hmm. like shooter in college, but he, he just he's got that it factor. He's got the it he's factor, got the it factor to him, like and he, he he embraces it. He's built for this. Type he's, of city, he is you know? built for it. He's he's gonna be that first game. He's under the lights, under the garden lights. He's gonna be. He's gonna look around and be like, yeah, I was, I was I was born and bred. I've been working my ass off to get to this kind of moment and be on this kind of stage. This is his city. And, and, the, and the good thing about drafting a guy like R.J. Barrett is for free agents, you don't really got to sell them on him. Oh, you yeah. Know what I mean? They know like, who they he know is. They know who he is. They know, know what kind of work he puts in. They know mm-hmm. what kind of, like, his vision of what he wants. He's a, you know, he's a winner. He's a, yeah. he's, he was competing at Geico National Championships. Yeah. They're, you know, they Duke beat, was obviously. He beat America as, when he led Team Canada in, in the World Championships. Oh, exactly, like, he, yeah. He that, his big coming out party was that yeah. the, that summer, two, uh, two summers ago, when he, he chopped up Team USA. And I'm just such a fan of RJ. I'm, I think he dropped like 37 or something in that, in that game. Yeah, and, in that championship game, I think. And what, what I also found out, well, who, who else was on that team, was the Knicks second round pick, Ignis Bredzakis. Oh, the Michigan kid. <laughs> the Michigan guy, the Michigan number kid. 47, uh, to go into the Knicks overall. They traded up to get him. And I got a source, my boy Kevin Boyle Jr., the son of Kevin Boyle at Montverde Academy. Very Shout out to his Gummy Worms Guy podcast. He DM'd me last night and said, quote, him and RJ went to high school together in Canada, and the local district voted to expel their high school from basketball for recruiting too many good players. <laughs> so RJ came to Montverde one month into the school year, and Ignis went to Orangeville Prep. They're longtime BFFs, and yes, he is very, very good and very confident. That's wow, the one thing I hear about interesting. Him. Yeah. Interesting insight. I yeah. like this. Big, time, big, t- uh, big 10 freshman of the year, averaged 14 yeah. a game for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, talks a lot of shit. And he I like that, you know what I mean? He's got he's a nice little lefty. He can shoot it from deep. Uh, he's he's a he's a bucket, and uh, I like him a lot, man. And uh, lastly, the Knicks also picked up a very very interesting um, undrafted signing out of Shaw. Uh, his name is God damn. Let me please let me not uh, lose this guy's name. Screwing up. My fault. <laughs> Amir Hinton. My fault. Goddamn. Amir Hinton out of Shaw University, Division Two player. And, uh, you know, a lot of sites have been doing big stories on him. They said he'd be, he could be the first uh, D2 player drafted in the NBA since 2005. But he put up a shit ton of numbers. And Dwayne Wade retweeted him because a lot of players have compared his game to Dwayne Wade. 6'5", slashing, shooting guard, very explosive. Average close to 27 points a game in, uh, for Shaw University, uh, HBCU. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like what the Knicks Gotta did. Got to root for him, then. Got to root for Gotta him. Got to root for him, man. I like what the Knicks did. So well, I just pulled a up night. a picture of him, and he's wearing one leg sleeve, and I'm already a fan now. <laughs> so that's, that's all I need to see. You're sold already. And Amir Hinton. You're sold already. All right, so after the, after the third pick is when things got kind of interesting. All right, you got Correct. DeAndre yeah. Hunter. Drafted by the Lakers for the Pelicans that's heading to the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yes, a little bit confusing. Very confusing. But at the end of the day, I think we can talk about Atlanta now. Yeah. They picked up DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Yeah. 
I like little him. squad down in Atlanta. A now. lot of a lot a very young, talented, confident team. You know, Cam Reddish is a guy who was very heralded coming out of high school. To some people, he might have quote unquote disappointed. But I'm looking at it like, yo, you got two all world guys on your team. You're the third guy. You got to kind of find your shots where you can get them. And uh, yeah, he put up close to 13 points a game. And he's a guy that to me that. I think I'm talking about Cam Reddish now. I think uh, his game translates better to the NBA than it does. To I agree completely. He's a pure shooter. He needs he needs a system, I think, mm-hmm. to succeed. And no, you know, at Duke it was just a little bit difficult when the ball needed to be in, you know, RJ and RJ's Zion's hands, hands, Trey Jones, um, and all and those guys. Yeah, and honestly, it was probably such a humbling experience for Cam. Like a lot of these guys come into college, you know, and they're just. They're the man. Yeah. And there's one thing that I know for a fact is that every high school kid, they when they talk about Cam, they're all like, he's a bucket. Oh, absolutely. He's not easy to guard. He's, you know, he's already, I mean, he's got the size already. Yeah. So, I, and he's got that shooter stroke. Man, I went to, uh, I was calling a Jordan Brand Classic a couple, couple months ago now. And uh, I asked, you know, people were asking, like, who's the toughest player you've ever had to guard? And at least four of the kids at Cam Reddish. Like, the toughest player to guard, like, a bucket and a half was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, between him and, you know, DeAndre Hunter, who's a winner, you know, Final Four, uh, I mean, won the national championship with Virginia this year, 3 and D guy, a guy who looks just pro-ready, ready to contribute from day one, even if it's not necessarily by points, but he's a guy who could, you could slide right into the starting lineup. And, yeah, and he's gonna be one of those guys right that's just solid, and you need you need guys that are like gonna grab boards, mm-hmm. gonna you know set that hard screen for Trey Young, you know, yeah. so Trey can pull from you know thirty five, forty five feet. Someone's <laughs> got you know someone's got to be that guy. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he's got a little got a little midi. Got you know, he's gonna, he's that perfect forward in today's league. So. I call I call Virginia the new Duke. <laughs> like you know when we grew when we grew up like Duke was kind of like the school where you go to for like three or four years and yeah they got the team together and they build the chemistry and they play a system and then like they draft like not super great pros but like solid little middle of the road kind of guys and uh, DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome, like those are the guys to me that kind of stick out. They got three guys that school drafted. You know they got three guys drafted from them. Yeah. So all three of their main guys. That's just. That's a good sign of a good, like you know, good program. Is all these guys getting drafted? Absolutely, man. They got they got something special over there, Virginia. Fifth pick, Cleveland Cavaliers. Tim Fall hat, Clutch Sports Zone. <laughs> Darius Garland. Um, Shout out to DG the PG. Such a fan of this pick. I think mean, he's a uh, he's unbelievably skilled. Yeah. He's, a, he's a point. He's a pure point guard. A um, little interesting fit next to Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. but. Cleveland also picked up my man Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, that's the pick I'm I'm very excited about with them. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. This time last year was a consensus top five pick, you know, and uh, a lot of things can happen in college, man, which is why it's 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 always it's, kind of a crapshoot, yeah. which is why it's not for everyone. That's all there is to it's it. Not. It's just not for everyone. It's not, man. Like especially like you know, depending what, what school you go to, what system you play for, what you are used to doing coming out of high school, I mean, a lot of times you're going to be in the NBA much longer than you've been in college. So yeah. a lot of times you just got to kind of roll the dice. And Kevin Porter Jr. is one of those guys who just has a knack for scoring the ball. And, uh, plays and let's a lot be of- real. 
He played college ball at USC, mm. and he is now going to Cleveland. Yeah. I feel like the distraction level is just, you know, something about it might be a little it's bit Maybe. He might be a little bit, you know, might be able to focus a little bit more on basketball. I think so. I think so, man. He's, he's a lottery talent. People compare him to James Harden a lot, just the way he gets to the rim, his, his shiftiness with the ball and his step-back ability. Um, you know, Cleveland got a lot, some some pretty good talent, but I want to talk to Gar- about Garland a little bit. Let's talk Garland. The fit, the draft day fit, bro. <laughs> first yeah. off, first off, ri- there was a video that uh, I think Clutch put out. Yeah, my man Rich Paul called up Jerry Lorenzo. Ah, uh, or did I say that? Did I just say this? Was right? it Jerry Lorenzo? Hold on, let okay. me let me let me pull this up. Let's I know, find I know, we out. pulled this up on League Fits. But if you haven't seen Darius Garland's Jedi fit for the NBA draft, man, I'm they listen. they they called in Jerry Lorenzo to design his entire fit, Bruh. This might be the best that draft day fit ever, ever, ever by far. I was always I was always wondering like when somebody gonna like, and yesterday it kind of struck me more actually being in a draft and like how weird it is to see kids walking around in suits and like everybody else wearing <laughs> regular ass clothes and it's like when somebody just gonna like ditch the suit and just come and just like come into casual just kill it on some like grammy shit or like right. on some oscar shit and just like have like an out-the-box fit and dg to pg you know i think and 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 you know me putting my tinfoil hat back on i think that was all part of it i think you know they knew he went to first take that morning. He did the Knicks workout. He came with the out-the-box fit. Like, he's got star quality with him. He absolutely has star quality. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a lot of people's compared him to Damian Lillard. You know, he's played in uh, – kind of plays a similar game. Uh, incredible shot-making ability. Incredible, incredible from range. And uh, he's one of the rare guys whose stock went up by not playing. <laughs> no, like, you know like, what that is? That's a clutch effect. Exactly. That's a clutch effect. Listen, that that guy, that guy Rich Paul, I think he uh he knows what he's doing. Um the Phoenix Suns, couple Oh my goodness, Phoenix Suns. Couple peculiar picks there. Uh let's let's get started. Um now they they had the 6 pick and uh they chose Jarrett Culver who's ended up going to the Timberwolves and uh I don't know about that pick, man. I mean, I like I like I think, Culver. I just think the there was a the Phoenix Suns. Who did they end up? Who's like their the guy they ended up with now? I think they ended up with. Hold on one second, because this is such a. It's been it's been a hectic. Oh, Cameron Johnson. So they ended up with Cam Johnson, Johnson, who's a good shooter. Kind of like good shooter. He's had some injury issues, but he's worked hard. They ended up with their like Hall ended up being like Cam Johnson. One other player, and they ended up losing out on Culver. Um, and then there was that weird trade yesterday. It yeah, seems they like traded, they're trying to make a free agency play. That's they my traded uh, the sixth and the seventh pick and uh, Dario Saric. And, um, you know, they, they got all this youth. And, you know, Cam Johnson's a guy who's going to, you know, he could play. He's, he's a shooter, and he must have impressed the scouts a lot because nobody saw him going – this high, this high, draft. no. You know, even though he they, had the potential, but not. I don't think he was. 
I don't think he was going to go this high. Nah. I didn't think he was a lottery in going to get be selected in the lottery. Yeah, I he wasn't even in the green room. <laughs> you know, like exactly. he didn't get the, he wasn't in the green room. He didn't get the the big uh you know, WWE entrance that all the players got, which was a strange thing that the NBA did with the NBA draft. But whatever, I get it. Pop and circumstance. But the the Phoenix Suns were, you know, they were just making some peculiar moves all night long. Except for one. Jalen <laughs> LeCue. Oh, the best move of the whole night. The, their best move, sneaky good move that they made with this kid. Fresh out of high school, Brewster Academy. Uber athletic point guard. Um, they've been calling him um, Baby, Westbrook Baby Westbrook for a long time, and uh, that's a lot of pressure for a kid. But he got a unsigned four year deal uh, with two of those years guaranteed. So for a team that is either making them looking to make a, a, a free agency splash and shore up their uh, point guard situation, if they swing and a miss, they got this kid who may not be ready game one. He's not ready uh, yet. The NBA but. season, but he's got a shitload of potential, and uh, he'll he'll be fun to watch if he gets some time. We need we need to make sure that he gets in at least a couple games on the Phoenix Suns yeah. because we need him in the dunk contest. Oh, absolutely. We need Jalen LeCue in the dunk absolutely. contest. Absolutely. The kid jumps out of the gym. He's an incredible, uh, incredible athlete. And uh, speaking of, of people who made peculiar moves, uh, the Boston Celtics, another team. Oh, my goodness. Who people were, you know, they didn't expect to be using these picks. They didn't. <laughs> and, and having to get guys that might be contributing come this season. Yeah. Like, now they went from a team with, okay, we got these draft picks and we got a, a loaded, uh, you know, team. And we could use these picks to get somebody to now we're losing two-fifths of our starting lineup. Uh, like maybe fifty percent of our scoring, and probably more than that. And uh, now you got to play these guys eventually, unless you unless Danny Ainge works a miracle. Which you know, looking at the the, the cupboard right now, it's looking kind of bare. Who do you make a play for, Chris Paul? Who do you make maybe, a play for? Maybe, but that's a that's a strong contract you got to take on. Yeah, man, it's a lot. It's a lot of money that should be. Eating. I will say this is them picking up Romeo Langford is. Uh, they got a they got good value. We'll yeah, say that. Yeah, I like Romeo, Romeo Langford, Langford. Is like a he's he one a of guy those. Who, he was top five coming in this class. Yeah, and at least college wise, you know he's a. Uh, I think he had a little bit of struggle season playing at Indiana, yeah. but he's uh he's one of those guys that, you know, at fourteen, why not? Why not? Right? Why not? Like you might as well roll the dice. You know, a lot of these guys. I, I think if you're a team like Boston. And, uh, you know, you're about to lose Kyrie, you're about to lose Al Horford, but you still got Jason Tatum, still got Jalen Brown, still got Marcus Smart, still got a lot of pretty good young kids. I don't think you draft for need. You just draft, like, just draft talent. Draft talent. You draft yeah, talent. Just stockpile some talent, see what they can do, and then um, keep them or make a move. Um, Plus, they also got the, the kid from Purdue – Carson Edwards. Yes, I like Carson the, Edwards. Who lit up the tournament, mm -hmm. you know, put up crazy numbers. Yeah. I think something like 35 in there. He kind of, like, his, his run, I don't want to, I uh -oh, don't want to gas, I don't want to gas people. I don't want to do it right now, but he had a sort of Steph Curry-like run during it's the true. NCAA tournament, kind of undersized, just kind of puts him up and puts him up from deep and puts him up confidently. And uh, he kind of, you know, if, if there's anything Brad Stevens is good at, it's 
getting the most out of scoring point guards, right? Maybe Kyrie. The Kyrie thing's different because Kyrie's just kind of a different cat. He's a different. He just, he's a different. You know, but, I mean, maybe he's looking at how he did Isaiah Thomas and how successful that was. And maybe he's like, Romeo Langford, you know, Carson Edwards, like maybe one of these guys work out. Isaiah Thomas went 60th in the NBA draft, you know what I mean? And they kind of have similar games, you know. And I'm not going to say he's Steph Curry-like with his, with his uh, efficiency. But, you know, it's definitely a, a, a very, you know, it's – I'm not saying they're bad picks. I just know they're picks they didn't expect to, to use. And, uh, you know, if they want to get some value out of them, we'll, we'll have to see what the, what the story unfolds with a lot of those young guards. Because guards could take some time to develop. Even John Morant, who, who I love, who I think is going to be a great player. Like, that's going to take some time. That's a guy that's controlling your team. It's going to take him a little bit to get used to of course, of course. the NBA game. And it's a point guards league, man. It's, it's, it's murderer's row. Like, one day you're playing Steph. One day you're playing Dame. One day you're playing Ben Simmons. Then you're playing, you know, every team has an elite point guard. Well, most teams have elite point guards that you got to go up against. Then you got to play Kyrie. You got to play, play Kyrie. All those guys, you know. Um, I so, think in terms of anything else draft-wise – there's a couple guys that got undrafted, but there seems to be this narrative that it's like, all right, I'd rather almost get not get drafted, yeah, because I can get this deal, yeah. Um, shout look out at, to look at Alonzo Trier, man. Like Al- like, exactly, exactly yeah. like Alonzo Trier. You know, um, personally, I think a guy Nas Reed out of uh, LSU, mm, Jersey boy, Jersey boy, yeah. Jelly Fam, yeah. Uh, he's a guy that he did not get drafted. But he signed a deal, I believe, with Minnesota. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys that people they're gonna shake their heads that they didn't get him. Yeah, no, he's a guy as uh, as the Knicks were you know trying to move up to get a second round pick. I thought Nas Reed would have been a great fit. You know, I feel like they could use some girth, and uh, Nas Reed's a is a is a big is a big boy. He's a big but boy. But he's you know he's got soft touch. He could move. And um, he's a name too, man. Like he's a guy that you've heard heard about for a while, especially you know the the very incredible Jersey high school basketball scene. Like you just you've always kind of hearing na- names like Nas Reed. And uh, I was kind of surprised he went undrafted, especially after his first year. But like you like like you said, some of these guys are better off not getting drafted than being second round picks and having that un. You know, it, don't a, have that may, may not be the like best position for them. Nah, you know, you get to the wrong situation. At least if you go undrafted now, you, if you got a good agent, you you kind of have a little bit of leverage. You, you got a little leverage. You can kind of pick where you want to go. And like a lot of these teams that have a little bit of cap room to toy around, and you got you made a little name for yourself in your first year of high, uh, uh, college. You could kind of go to a place where you want to play, where you know you're going to do well. And that's what Alonzo Trier did last year. That's what uh, Nas Reed is looking to do with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The guys like, um, you know, the guy Nick's picked up and Jalen LeCue. And, you know, you just never know. You just never know anymore. Like, it's no longer a, a – it's not like the NFL where, like, you know, if you don't get drafted, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's just either terrible or you just, you know, aren't going to see any time on the NFL field ever. You know, like, undrafted guys, there are avenues for you to, to do well in the NBA without being um, selected. Uh, I think it's time to talk about maybe the most important headline of the entire night. What's, what's that? It has a little bit to do with these rapper hoopers. Oh, man. Can we talk about it? I think it's Let's time. Let's talk about it. I think it, it's yo. time. Yo, so well, we're all – I was watching First Take yesterday, right? 
And I thought it was peculiar. I See, so, okay, tinfoil hat back on, all right? So I, I'm like, all right, I get it. Marvin Bagley, second-year player, solid rookie season, probably going to give us some draft analysis or whatever, right? I'm like, why is he on first take, right? Yeah. Sitting there talking to Max Kellerman, who's, you know, big rap nerd, and, you know, he, he knows his hip-hop or whatever. It's a compliment. It's okay <laughs> no, to be, a, a, good, it's okay to be good. a rap nerd. Yeah, that's good. That's and uh, he, um, you know, he starts asking Marvin Bagley. He said Roy Jones Jr. sent him a track, and he was like, yo, this is some of the best bars I've heard from any athlete. And he said something along the lines of, like, uh, you know, do you think you're the best NBA? He said it was between you and Dame Lillard about being who's, who's the best – NBA rapper, and he said, "All right, I think I'm." He said, "I think I'm the best, or whatever." And I didn't think nothing of it. Like, they, <laughs> like Max just kind of threw it out there, like, "Oh, would you battle Dame Lillard?" He's like, "Oh man, he'll want it with me, whatever." Yeah. And like, just just kind of playfully, like you know, you're trying to. Finish it was the light. Segment. It was light. Yeah, like you're trying to finish the segment to a com- go to a commercial break or whatever, and you know, get some good talking points. And then. It happened. <laughs> and then it happened, yo. Marvin, and to his credit, I didn't know Marvin Bagley put a, put a verse out first. But I do remember seeing Dame Lillard dropping the record in the middle of the NBA draft over the Duppy Freestyle Instrumental. And it was just so, and talk about grown man bars to Marvin Bagley. Like, yo. He said something along the lines of, you know, I know your daddy wore my shoes and, Woo. you know, I sent them to you and all this other stuff. And then, oh, my God, let me pull up the bar. I, I think I, it's time was, to, yeah. There was, there There's was, no harm in pulling up the bar. I got I got to pull them up because my, my boy Master Tess, shout out to Tess from, uh, from BR, from Bleacher Report. Uh, <laughs> the best back and forth he pulled up with Dame said, have my shoe in high school. I know your poppy copped. And then Bagley came back and said, Adidas sent me some dames, but I thought it was whack. As soon as I opened the box and sent them shits right back, I had to hop over to Puma. Now my pockets is fat. So let me tell you, right? So Dame, I thought the first Dame record, I was like, all right, man, he didn't have to go that hard. Yeah, I was like, all right. The next, like an hour later, there's like another, he tweets another link. Because the first link is just a picture of Marvin Bagley's face, and it says Marvin, like in the Soldier Boy. Marvin, you know? And then the second one is a picture of Dame waving goodbye. I'm just thinking, oh, okay, he probably just changed the, the, the album artwork or changed the single artwork for iTunes. No, he dropped another disc record <laughs> that night. And early this morning on the way. Oh, here. my God. At, I think it was must have been at 6 a.m. Eastern it time. It had to be. It had to be. But Marvin Bagley came back with it uh, called Checkmate. And uh, he kind of had some bars. But, like, it's, 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 it's wild that, like, the best rap beef of the year so far is to be. <laughs> <laughs> a year ago this time, it was Pusha and Drake. It was Pusha and, and Drake yeah. last year. And now it's Bagley and Lillard. And, like, they both – they're both good. They're like both it's good. not like it's not like terrible bars, which I'm I'm, which is pleasantly unfortunately about. expected out of the hoopers that choose to delve into yeah, the rap game. Yeah, my gosh, like these kids don't know how lucky they are. You got your kids growing up as Pelicans fans, never knowing how terrible they were with their, you know, like, <laughs> and now you get to grow up in a world where NBA players are actually halfway decent. <laughs> <laughs> what know. a world. What a world we're living in. But I hope they keep going, man. Like, I hope, 
you know, they're both in the Pacific Division. I hope they see each other at, at the – I hope they, they set up a rap battle. I cannot wait for that first Sacramento Kings, they Portland the, Trailblazers. Oh, chat. man. Damn Lillard, just because he's a silent guy, just because he doesn't – he's not overly Could we also talk – two things I want to talk about regarding this. Yeah. So, four, so it's currently 8.48 in the morning. Yeah, it's super early, but we – I it. saw – so Bagley four hours ago tweeted, y'all still up. <laughs> then three hours ago, this checkmate track do- drops. Uh-huh. Have you seen the album art or the single artwork for this? Oh man, he's holding the he's baby holding like, like a little like baby. baby. Oh. and it's a, it's a you know because he said it was grown man bars and he got up as the child and oh these kids you know what they're students of the game and I respect it. They play by the rules of hip hop. All right, the rules of hip hop. The, if, you're, if we're playing by the Drake and, and Meek Mill rules of, of battles, right? <laughs> when somebody disses you, you got 48 hours or less to respond. Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, there's you lost. It's or L. else, else cash the L. Because the longer it goes, like you almost get more of a grace period if you drop something quicker. And like, oh, man, this, this dude is ready. And the longer you take, it's like, all right, well, he better. He, this, this shit better be a home run. You can't. The pressure gets mounted. The longer you wait, it hasn't been 24 hours, and we got four disc records all together. <laughs> I'm almost scared to see what could come for the rest of the day. Listen, it's it's the off season. These NBA players could be be doing a lot worse things with their time. <laughs> they could be doing worse. Ooh. I'm okay with Dame and Marvin Bagley just being Listen, locked up in the studio. I love it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's exciting. And uh, it's fun, man. It just goes to show you that the NBA is like a 12-month league now. And no matter what happens. 12 months, 24 hours. There's, that's the most crazy part about there it. There is always, always, always something uh, to talk about in the NBA. Last thing I want to talk about before, before we break out of here. Bull um, Bull, a top 10 talent, a slam high school All-American, uh, probably who was in the green room during the, during the, uh, the Barclays Center in the NBA draft, uh, took one of the most in- incredible tumbles I've seen in-, in the NBA draft history as far as, like, you know, talent. If you've seen this guy, everybody who's – everybody who knows anything about basketball has seen this guy, has known his father's pedigree, has known his game. Even if you saw a couple of games of him at Oregon looking like a, 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 a dark Porzingis out there. <laughs> like, like, he's – he, you know, before the injury – People were talking about him going top five. He was a top five. And he was a top five player, man. Like, 7'3", could handle the rock, could shoot the rock, very nimble, could get off the ground, block shots, like everything, you know. And, you know, people were saying that it must uh, his, his health records came back a little uh, less than desirable, you know. And, um, you know, he ended up going to the Denver Nuggets. And uh, I, I – Maybe, maybe he takes another year. Maybe he pulls a Michael Porter Jr. and takes the year to really rehab because you know maybe he worked out and it just it couldn't have looked good because he looked a little skinnier. He looked like he lost some weight, you know. And um, you know, for a guy that talented, you kind of hate to see him, you know, be that last guy in the green room getting uh, you know, the the Aaron Rodgers. You just feel shit. bad. You just feel you yeah. know so talented. Yeah. You know, you, it's one of those things where you're always reminded when you see that. Mm. That these guys are just the kids. kids. They're kids, bro, and it's a whole arena. People just staring at you, and you're the elephant. The, there's an elephant in the room, and you're it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's sad. It's it sucks, but 
you know, the good thing about that is, you know, a lot of times they become great stories. You know, like Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that was just like sitting in the green room for hours, you know, before he got picked up. And granted, that's not the 25th pick is not the 46th pick or 45th pick or whatever. But, uh, you know, I hope he uses the motivation, man. I really believe that Bull will. This is a this will be fuel to his fire. Yeah, I think. You know, it's not even bad that it's almost like a nice little, you know, it's a little wake up. You know, it's a little Just wake up. Not, he, gets, you know? he gets, he gets, shaken up. He goes to a team that you know has legacy with his with his family, and um, you know that they're, they're a good team. They're a good franchise. Good franchise. They've already shown that they can rehab some players. If you heard anything about uh, Michael Porter Jr. coming out of the, uh, Denver, is that he's looking like he's looking every looking bit the player that they thought he was going to be. Looking like a top five player, yeah. which is what. He was going into going into the season. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he gets to go play with, uh, you know, um, uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap. And, you know, he gets to learn with, with pros. And, you know, there was another there was also the little bit of him, you know, maybe having some maturity issues and maybe a little attitude here and there. He's going to be around some grown ass men. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna keep him in check. Yeah. He'll go through his rookie duties, mm-hmm. and I personally think this will be a great. I think it's a great this fit. Is a great fit for Bowl. I think it's a great fit. I think by the time, I think I think picking Bowl Bowl buys Paul Millsap a little bit more time in Denver. Yeah. So when it's time for him to to ease up the reins in that power forward position, you got a guy like. You got a bowl and Jokic bowl and Jokic, Ooh. just two silky smooth seven footers that could stretch out the floor. And they got Porter getting buckets and Murray and Beasley, and uh, it's it's a fun team in, in the Mile High City. If all those pieces pan out the way they're supposed to pan out, but that's why you just never know what the draft, man. You just never know who's gonna go. Where? It is a crapshoot, even though Shams and Woj are out here trying to ruin it. <laughs> you know. I had to mute them after a while, man. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to know. I don't need to know who we're focused on, Woj. I don't know who. We're, <laughs> I don't know who. I don't need to know who you're zeroed in on, zeroed Shams. In on. Like, come on, son. Like, cut that shit out. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, the NBA draft is over. The real fun begins. Uh, we got July free agency 1st. coming soon. It's less than ten days away. We got free agency. Then you got the summer league, and uh, you know the NBA is a, is just a twelve month league, man. And um, shout out to everybody who pulled up to the Slam Draft Suite this week. It was absolute insanity. Uh, my gosh, we had Zion pull up, John Moran pull up. Um, Kobe, Kobe White, White um, Cam Johnson, um, Shy Gilgis, Alexander pulled up. Uh, Bull, um, we got Bull. He did pull up. Yeah, Taco Fall pulled up. Who also won drafted? So I'm assuming some he'll 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 get a trial. He'll go play somewhere at some summer league team. He'll find a, he'll find a spot. Yeah, we were blessed to have a lot of you know good kids come through. Yeah, able to do a little content. Able to pick up some gifts, yep. get some photos. You know. In the midst of them having a maybe the craziest week of their whole lives, yeah, you know they were able to you know spend some time with here with us here at Slam. Yeah, because Slam is fan, man. Like it's one of those. This is one of those places where like no matter how big you get, it's like oh you come and do Slam though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like especially you a Hooper, it's like bro. It's almost like the great thing about this place is like no matter how long this thing has been in in production, this this company. 
like it still always has that street cred of like, oh yeah, you, you won a slam cover, you want to go do that, you know. So you know, shout out to all the topics that came through. Good luck to everybody in the NBA season, and um, yeah, man. Uh, You'll chat. be back next week. I'll be we'll back be next week talking lots of stuff. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of surprise. Uh, do we have surprise guests? Probably. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Kazovic show. Shout out to Vic, who's uh, who's. Run it. We'll, we'll talk to her when she gets back to it because she had a very interesting uh, draft night in the week. Probably the reason why she's not here today. Let's but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, she got she she got some great stories to tell from behind the scenes of the NBA draft. The only reason why we did this so early is because I got to break out to LA. I'm heading to Duce Palooza. We got Rick Ross performing tomorrow, and uh, we got the BET Awards as well, NBA Awards out there. So, uh, you know, I got to break out, but shout out to all you guys subscribing to the Kaz and Vic show. Shout out to my man R for filling in. Slam is fam as always. And, uh, you know, we catch you later. Peace. Yeah, so shout out to everybody who came through the Slam draft suite. It was crazy. And uh, like R said, man, like it was probably the craziest week of these kids' young lives. And as all these players came through, we got to sit down with a couple of them, one of them being uh, the seventh. We literally got to sit down with the biggest player in this year's draft class, uh, seven-foot-seven uh, Taco Fall from, uh, from Florida. And, um, you know, me and Vic got to chat with him about the entire process of becoming a draftee. And, you know, I know he's, uh, he's projected late second round. He wasn't selected, but I'm pretty sure he's going to land somewhere on the uh, NBA roster or a summer league team. So good luck to him. But check out our uh, quick interview with Taco Fall live from the Slam Draft Suite this week on the Kaz and Vic Show. Yo, special, special, special episode of the Kaz and Vic Show. It's your boy Kaz. I'm over here with Count on Vic. We are here live. At Slam. At Slam headquarters. The draft suite is this week. We got every, all the big NBA draft rookies coming up this year, coming up to kick it with us. And we got literally the biggest draft rookie mm-hmm. <laughs> kicking it with us right now on a Tuesday. And I know I wasn't going to I was, I was, I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to. I know you probably got heard it a million times, but fuck it. It is Taco Let's Tuesday. Let's do it. UCF seven foot seven center Taco Fall. Welcome to the Kaz and Vic show. How you feeling? I feel great. Yeah. I feel great. Is this your first time in New York City? Nah, I've been here a couple times. Been here a couple times. Was it also raining then? Because it was some days it, were, it was raining, but yeah. today it was OD. It's, oh, it's been man. OD. Yo, wow, bro. Wow. Oh, man. So, yo, man. So, congratulations again. It's a big week for you. Your name's been popping up everywhere. We saw, Last time we saw you in action was during the NCAA tournament when you were going up against the proverbial number one pick in Zion mm. Williamson. So, you know, tell me about that game, because I know that was a lot of hype, a lot of, you know, all the, you were a social media star, Zion's a social media star, and then you guys went at it, had a couple plays against each other. Tell me what it was like going against each other for that game. Um, I mean, honestly, I was trying not to make it a freak show, you know. <laughs> Zion, so athletic, you have Taco so tall. Like, My God. Y'all look like, like the monsters out there. Really. It's, it's like you got Godzilla against whatever. It's like, <laughs> I, and I didn't want it to be that, and I think Zion also didn't. I mean, we tried, he tried to play it down. I tried to play it down, but um, I mean, I got to ask a question about him dunking on me. I said I wouldn't let him dunk. <laughs> no, he's not. It's not. Gonna, I'm not gonna let him do that. And it's, I know they got a lot of headlines, but yeah, what are I mean, you supposed to say, what bro? What am I supposed to say? So he, I guess he said the same thing. So, uh, 
but it, it was fun. It was definitely one of the you know most fun games I had in college. Um, both teams fought really hard. It came down you know to the end, and I, I felt like we had the game, and it just slipped slipped to our ends. Uh, yeah. It was tough, but I had a lot of fun. To make it miss league, especially in the NCAA tournament, it could go either way, and you know, but you played a hell of a game, and you know, you've had draft buzz throughout the year, but you know, especially during the off season, during these workouts, working out for all these teams, and you know, you've been you've been bubbling right now. So, what's that experience been like? This entire process leading up to the NBA draft. I just been enjoying it. I like I said a couple times, I'm I'm living my dream already. Yeah. Um, you know, you always dream of this moment to get this opportunity, and uh, I took advantage of it. You know, whatever opportunity came to, to me, I took advantage of it. I went, I worked my butt off, um, just and let God took care, care of the rest, and uh, that's, that's what happened. Yes, sir. You know, we said that we wouldn't take it back. Well, we'll take it back a little bit because, you know, you said taking advantage of opportunities. And, you know, I came to this country when I was almost 13, and I heard that you learned English in, like, eight months. Not even that, like three, three months. Right. Three months. Wow, like even cra- even crazier. <laughs> so you know what 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 is what was that like for you? Um, I mean, okay, so I had a little bit of experience with English. So okay. I did I did some English classes, but I never really spoke it. And then when I first got here, people were like, when people started talking to me, I was like, what are what you is saying? <laughs> Cause it was just too fast. <laughs> but I knew some basic stuff, and that really helped. And then what really, another thing that really helped me was I was trying to engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. So instead of just standing around being shy, like I would, you know, try to talk to people and listen to music, like going to YouTube, listening to music. Yeah. Know, that really helped. Well, my bro Kashif is in here right now, and he said he had big 90s. You know what I mean? Speaking Rap guy, of music. You know what I'm so speaking of music, what's in, what's in the iPhone right now? What do you listen to? What's in the AirPods? I got, I got old school music. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Ear Pac. Both. both. Oh, Good answer. Like Good it. answer, man. <laughs> you don't know when you're going to get drafted. That answer can make it real hot. You picked the wrong one. Both. Nice, uh, nice. Ice Cube, mm. Coolio. Okay. Uh, Nate Dogg. Jay Z, you old soul. I repeat, Nate Dogg. Uh, one time. <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of old school. Um, like recently, my you know, right now my favorite artists are definitely Drake and Migos. Okay, okay, S- safe pick, safe pick. Okay, so Drake dropped two songs this week, right? Which oh, one's yeah. your favorite? You like Amersha? You you Money, Money in, in the, the Grave? grave. Money, Money in the, the Grave. grave. <laughs> okay, the grave. I like this. I love you. I thought he could do better. Listen, I thought, also, yo. Any song with Rick Ross is yeah. good. Facts. And, I, Facts. and I do listen to African music. Obviously, I'm African. I was, I was about to lead into that because, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago, I have, another, I have another podcast called Flagrant 2, and we had Jalof Wars, and I had to pitch my Nigerian Jalof. You're Senegalese. Senegalese is the best. We invented it. I was about to say, like, yo, not for nothing, like, we did the blind taste test, <laughs> and Senegal won. Thank so you. I need you to, I need you to pitch okay. the world on the Taco wonders. just dunked on you already. <laughs> no, listen. It's a I was willing to admit it. I was willing to admit it. Like, I, I was a non-biased judge. I was like, all right, let me see it. And I, and I tasted the Senegal Jalof, wow. and it had more flavor. I'm but you're, you're from Senegal, so please. Ask Cash what, what I had for lunch today. <laughs> what, what, what did you have today? What I had today? What, had? what I had? The Jell of Rice. Yeah. The Jell of Rice. Jell of Rice. That's it. I had the DB Lamb. I went to to this spot, right? What's the name right of the spot? In Harlem, Kirkumba. Uh, Okay. Ooh. Okay. One Sixteenth Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to pull up over there. Man. <laughs> I just go to Accra, get some Ghana, get some Ghanaian. Uh, oh, you don't want? Oh, 
I don't want it. You don't want that one. Oh, you can. You can. First off, this is this is a safe space. You, <laughs> you can say want, you whatever that. you want. You don't want that. It's not good. No, I told Michael Blackson like you. Oh. <laughs> okay, yo, Mike, Mike, Mike. I don't know what type of uh, you know jollof rice they got in Ghana, but that's not it. Yo, I'm gonna tell you like it's just mm. spicy and there's like nothing you know. I, I'm being real honest. I'm Nigerian, and I know our, our jollof could be a little bland sometimes. But, you know what I mean? Y'all put a lot of extra stuff in there, so I kind of think y'all might be cheating a little bit. Nah. We invented <laughs> it, so okay. the original has to be the best. Taco, I posted you on my story just, you know, walking around here at the Slam Draft Suite, and the first guy that hit me up is my friend who works with all these uh, brands like Dior and stuff, you know, like high fashion. Mm. Everyone wants to know what your shoe size is. Uh, 22. Ooh. Yeah. 22, wow. just straight 22, no E's, W's. Nah, 22. So how, how do you how do Dior you even might get have to make that for you. I was just about to say, you. like, how do you get shoes made? Like, it's do they have uh, them in stock? I know they don't got them in stock. Nah. They don't just got size 22s, like, nah, behind nah, the footlocker. Nah, it's like hard to find. You got to go online. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at UCF, when, you know, our equipment manager, Whit, he, he was good at finding it. Um, so they, they were able to hook me up. But besides that, it's, like, hard. Got you. Yeah. I got you. Now, I got you. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of hoops now. You're going into the draft. Everybody wants to talk about playing small ball and positionless basketball and all this other stuff. You seven foot seven. You a big boy. You know what I mean? Like, what do you bring to the prospective NBA team that's going to pick you? That wants to, you know, go away from small ball. Wants to play your type of game. Or what do you want to bring to that team that you they think you may not be able to have yet? Uh, my main thing has always been defense, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you there's always going to be need for someone my, for a big guy. Yeah. Like you, no matter how small you want to play, things like that, you're always going to need somebody to protect the paint for you. And that's what I do best. I can, you know, I'm my length, my size. I can change the game. And well, I, yeah, clearly. And, 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 and <laughs> just my presence out there, I feel like I can change the game like no no other guy can can do. Absolutely. And uh, you know, just being out there, blocking shots, altering shots. Um, offensively, obviously, I'm you know I'm an easy target. I'm, <laughs> I don't need you know much much to you know score. Yeah. But, um, that's I've gotten a lot better, especially in these last couple of years, working on my game mm-hmm. and uh, just becoming a, a, just becoming a force. You know, so all those things I feel like every team needs, mm-hmm. regardless of the time. Now, now the moment you enter the NBA, you will be the largest player. In the entire NBA. Is there anybody that you're watching, like, right in the league? They're like, man, it's going to be fun to either play with this person or play against this person. person, Everybody in the NBA. Oh, so everyone's going to get it. (laughs) Everybody's about to get it. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's not not that. It's just competing, you know. Uh, They're the best of the best. And, like, you know, that's that's how you get better. That's how you learn. You challenge yourself. Right. And then you just go night in and night out. You compete against these guys. And. You know, having fun. It's, I feel like it's fun. I mean, it's basketball. I feel like it's the best sport in the world. Um, I love soccer too, so basketball and soccer. Okay, World, world Cups out right. The women's World Cup is going on I see, right now. I see. Who you rooting for right now? Who who you got it? Who you got uh, taking it? I mean, the U.S. is pretty good. Uh-huh. I lived in America for a few years now, so I say the U.S. Okay. But, as far as like in general, my favorite team is Barcelona. Okay, Ooh. all right, all right. So, uh, Bar- FC Barcelona or yeah, Barcelona? Have you been out there yet? No, but that's that's. Oh, on my, you got it. That's yeah. On my list right you take you take Next the first summer, NBA baby. check, like boom, <laughs> boom. Suddenly we out, man. So um, obviously you, you said it before. You you focus a lot on defense. What have you worked on since the last time we saw you? Since uh, from the last time we saw you 
to you know heading up to the NBA draft? What's the one thing you said? Okay, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna improve upon this, so I'm ready for the NBA. Um, just being in better shape, uh, being able to you know keep up with the pace, running up and down. Uh, I feel like for my size, I, I can move pretty well, and uh, I just I just kept working on my body. Um, I had a good trainer this summer, uh, both on the court and off the court. Drew and Paul really got me ready for my workouts. Uh, so it's, it's been great. I've really worked on my body, worked on my skill, working on how I move, and all, all of that would be important for me to play in the next level. Now you're in New York. You know what I mean? You worked out with the Knicks. You know, a lot of people are looking at you at that at that spot. What would you, not saying, you know, wherever you go, I'm sure you'll be happy. I've heard the NBA response for everybody. But... If you were able to play in New York and play in this in, in this type of city, what would you think would you would bring to not just this franchise, but to you know the the, the, the mecca of basketball? Um, like you say, the mecca of basketball. <laughs> New York, New York, New York, New York fans are crazy about basketball, and I, I could already see it just in a couple of days I was playing here. And obviously, I have a great community here in New York with Africans, a lot of places around here. I mean, you already um, know where the Senegal, Senegal spot is at. So. Senegal, <laughs> you got that Senegal spot on 116th. Right, right down the road, I just came. You know, I just came from there. So you know, you have all, all of that in New York and and more. So okay. yeah. now I like to ask these pe- the, the rookies going to. NBA this question um first game check first NBA check what are you doing with it take out my mom mm-hmm. my little brother okay yes sir yeah, okay. Absolutely. those two are my priorities okay what crib car just crib car whatever she wants whatever they want whatever she wants uh, but she doesn't need much though so she's she's very she's very you know well she's raised a good son so I'm sure yeah. she's very happy she's with very you good. know Exactly. One last one, because I just got to know. Mm-hmm. What's the drip looking like? I see it. Oh, I, I'm simple. <laughs> I'm simple. I'm simple. Uh, um, it's not like I can find a lot, you know, a lot right, of things on my right. size uh, anyway. So most of I just like, like, you see what I'm wearing right now? Most of the time, that's what I wear. Yeah. Sweats, um, basketball shoes. Okay. Whatever I can get my hands on. Now, what's the uh, what's what's the what's the draft suit looking like? I'm saying, like, when you are you are you watching? Are you going to the draft? Are you at home? Are you with family? Like, what's the what's the actual plan? Do you getting you getting fly on us? Like, what's the what's the move? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I want to spoil it. Oh, oh, you don't want to spoil? Oh, okay, so, nice. so we gotta watch out for. Okay, it's nice. Looking it's forward nice. to it, it's man. Nice. Well, it's my first fitted suit too. Oh, so for, oh. Uh-huh. oh man, listen, I, I remember I had my first fitted suit, and I'm like a. Uh, 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 to regular people, I'm sort of big, <laughs> so I'm telling you, you're gonna feel some type of way when you finally got that jacket that fit just hey. right. I'm telling you, man. But uh, Taco, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You got a big week ahead of you. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Good luck in the league. Good luck on everything. And uh, thanks for coming to the Cavs Vic Show on Slam. Appreciate you, man. Of course, man. All Thank right. you, boss. No Thanks, problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>